welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. If you're not subscribed to our podcast, I do encourage you to subscribe with your favorite podcast app so that you never miss an episode. You can subscribe with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Amazon Music at amazon.com slash otrdetectives. Also, I do want to encourage you to check out my wife's business, The Sheer Eclipse at lilarose.biz that's L-I-L-L-A rose.biz slash Ashira, A-S-H-I-R-A There she offers a wide variety of different hair pins, hair clips, headbands, and other accessories to fit a wide variety of taste and uh, they also come in different sizes to suit different hair types and links, so check it out at lilarose.biz slash Ashira. But now, let's go ahead and get into this week's episode of Philo Vance. The original air date, September the 6th, 1949, and the title is The Oxford Murder Case. Want me to tell you what's the matter with people, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Vance. Philo Vance. Oh, yeah, that's right. Vance. Want me to tell you what's the matter with people, mister? Well? They're in a hurry. Always in a hurry. Rush here, rush there. Why? Well, some people have to be in certain places at certain times. Uh, but why? Well... Suppose everybody was late getting it. Then it wouldn't make any difference, would it, Mr... Uh, <laughs> Mr... Uh, Vance. Milo Vance. Oh, yeah, yeah. Perhaps your logic is correct. So happens I have an appointment with the district attorney, and I'm early, so I thought I'd take your handsome through the park. I'm glad you did. Glad you did. Nice to have somebody to talk to. Of course, I could talk to my horse, Sadie, and in fact, I do... But once in a while, a, a man likes to get an answer, huh? Isn't that right, Sidney? Huh? Right, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Smith. Uh... Edward Smith. No, Vance, you said it was, didn't you? Yes, but that seems such a long time ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, what are you doing up at the district attorney's, Mr. Vance? You're not in trouble, are you? Hardly. I'm a private investigator, and Mr. Markham is a friend of mine. Oh, you say you're a private investigator, Mr. Uh... That's right, I am. Funny thing, me driving you, then. Awful strange things been happening in this park last couple of days. What? Well, for the past year, rain or shine, hot or cold, an old gent and a lady, about 60, 70 maybe, have been meeting on the bench just around the bend of the road. Yes. Well, last couple of nights, only the lady was here. Seems like she was waiting for the old gent, but he ain't showed up. Now, where do you think he is? I haven't the slightest idea. Hmm. Some private investigator. I'll tell you something, though, mister. The last night this old gent was with the old Judy, she was crying something fierce and, and kind of pleading with him not to do something. 
Only I guess he did it anyhow on account if he ain't shown up in the last couple of days. It might have been a lover's quarrel. Uh-uh, not the way he kissed her just before he left. <laughs> <laughs> nah, something awful funny's going on with them two, mister. If I ever seen anybody who needed help, it was that old lady. Say, she's probably there now. What are you going to do about it? Yes, I will, Cabby. Hello. Something wrong? Oh, uh, oh, no, nothing really. Forgive me for speaking to you. My name is Philo Vance, and I understand you're in trouble of some sort. No, no, I don't think so. Thank you just the same, sir. You're very kind, but there really isn't anything. You are crying. Mr. Vance, when you reach my age, there are so many things a woman can find to cry over. It's really nothing anyone can help me with. You might tell me your name. That certainly isn't a secret you'd mind sharing. Well, I'm Mary Davis. Miss Mary Davis. Hello, Miss Davis. Hello. Now that we've met formally, do you mind if I sit here on this bench? Oh, not at all. It'd be nice to have someone to talk to. Oh, thank you. Miss Davis, I'm a private investigator. Oh, really? How, how nice. Apparently you don't understand. Well, to be perfectly honest about it, I don't. Well, when people are in trouble, I try to help them. You, for instance. I know you're in trouble. Won't you let me help? Oh, please leave, Mr. Vance. But why? Only a moment ago, you seemed anxious for me to sit down Go here. away, please. Go far away. Leave me alone and never come back. Never. I don't understand, Miss Davis. I don't want you to understand. I don't want anybody to understand anything. Just go away. That's all I ask you to do. Go away. Well, I only want Mr. Vance, I'm an old woman. I love only one thing in this world, one man. And if you don't go away and go away quickly, Jason will be killed. Now will you go away? Kind of cramped in this room. Guess you'd rather be out in the park with your girlfriend, eh, huh, Jason? You stop tramping up and down. Give me a little peace. Peace, I, I, I've got to think. Nothing to think about. You do like I say, you'll be able to keep those nightly meetings with your girlfriend. She's probably out on that bench waiting for you now. Don't you want to go see her? Well, of course I do. Only you're not to talk about her. I won't let her be talked about by anyone like you. I won't, do you hear me? Sit down, you old buzzard. If I'd blow on you, you'd fall flat on your face. Let's get this thing down pat so we don't miss tonight. What time do you unlatch the door so I can get in? Mr. Woods, I've been butler for the Oxford family for 20 years. You can stay there another 20 for all I care. Nobody will suspect you. That's why I dreamt this whole idea up. You open the front door. I come in. You hand me the combination of the safe. I pick up all that cash and those jewels in the library safe. And go out before anybody knows I've been there. Oh, no, I can't. I... I can't do it. I, I, I can't get you the combination. I can't let you in the house. Okay, so you stay here till you decide you can. Look, I just made up my mind. 
You're getting out of here right now, reporting for work. You know Oxford opens the safe every night. Watch him close and get the combination, and at midnight, you're coming down and unlatching the front door. Am I? You don't, and I'll take care of that Judy you're so in love with, that Mary Davis. I told you never to mention her. I'll do more than slap you and mention her if you don't do like I say. How come you never married her, Jason? Oh, shut up. Shut your mouth. <laughs> okay, okay. I guess that is none of my business. But money and jewels are my business. You're going to do as I say about that door in the safe so that at midnight tonight, business is going to be very, very good. That screwdriver we brought. This safe will be open in five minutes. Billy, we shouldn't. Just like a dame. What do you mean we shouldn't? This money is ours, isn't it? Uncle Dick keeps it in the safe and won't give it to us, will he? Uh, that money belongs to us and we're going to get it. Yes, I know it's ours, but I can't help it. I, I was brave enough up until now, but well, doing something like this, I, I, oh, I just can't. On it. What was that? What was what? Somebody's coming. Listen. He's passing the library. It was the butler, Jason. I thought you told me he was sick. He must have come back tonight. He didn't see us. I wonder where he's going. Shh. All right. Come on in. He's letting somebody come into the house. Yeah. Come on, Billy. I, I don't want to be caught. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Your old Vance, only please, no double sixes. <laughs> I have enough trouble beating you at backgammon without you getting lucky, too. All right, Markham, no double sixes. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. Four and an ace. Well, I think I'll make a board point. There. Your play, Markham. Yes, I know. Now, let's see. What points would I like to throw? The dice won't be able to hear even after you decide. Well, you can't be too sure. They're my dice, you know. Oh. <laughs> By the way, Vance, what delayed you tonight? An incident in the park with a charming old lady. It's still bothering me, by the way. I wish she'd have let me help her. I imagine by this time, so does she. Well, I think I'd like a 6-5 combination. I get it. I can close up a point on my home board. Here we are. 6-5. Well, Vance. Well, wait until the district attorney hears about the district attorney and his crooked dice. <laughs> you know, I... Excuse me, Vance. Oh, surely. Hello? Mr. Markham? Yes? Rogers at headquarters. Yes? There's been a murder at 42 Johnson Street. What? A man named Oxford lives there alone. He's been killed. The butler's missing and the safe's been robbed. Right, Rogers. I'll be down there right away with Philo Vance. <laughs> No, Rogers, never mind. Philo Vance and I will go into the murder room alone. It was the master bedroom, wasn't it? Right, D.A. Nothing's been touched except the body's been removed. Good enough. Coming, Vance? Of course. Well, it seems to be an open and shut case, Vance. The downstairs door wasn't forced, the windows hadn't been jimmied, and the butlers disappeared. Apparently, he got tired of working for a living, strangled his employer, and departed. Apparently. You have a file on him, Markham? Rogers, checked. We know his name, Jason Masters. Mm -hmm. But he's never been in trouble, and apparently he's worked here for quite a while. I see. Anything else I should know? 
only that the dead man had a niece and nephew, Jane and Billy Reed. They're his heirs. Would you want to see them? I might as well. Apparently, our murderer has covered his tracks pretty well. Perhaps Jane and Billy Reed might lead to a clue. I'm going to tell the police, Billy. I'm going to tell them. Oh, you are, are you? Yes. And are you also going to tell them what we were doing in the library at the time? Are you? Yes, I'll, I'll tell them that. I'll tell them anything. We needed our money, so I agreed to help you get it from Uncle Dick's safe. But we know who killed him. We've got to tell. Do we? Yes. Oh, fine. Well, then tell me, who killed Uncle Dick? Uh, the, the man Uncle Dick's butler led into the house while we were there. And who was that? Well, I, I don't know. All we know is that we were there and that some unknown man came into the house. You've got nothing to tell the police. I haven't, but but you have. You stayed behind when I ran out the back. Jane. Billy, did you... Shh. That might be the police again. Oh. Now, calm down, Janie. Come in. Good evening. I'm Philo Vance. Oh, hi, I'm Bill Reed, and this is my sister, Jane. And look, Mr. Vance, if it's about Uncle Dick's death, we don't know a thing. Not a thing. Wait a minute, that's not true. Jane! I don't care, it's not. Vance, you're not the police. I, I know about you. Please, please don't have us arrested. We didn't do anything. Perhaps you'd better finish what you started to say when your brother stopped you. Well, we, we were in the house when Jason the butler let a man in. We don't know who it was. I ran out. But don't Billy... listen to her, Vance. She doesn't know what she's saying. It's true. Find the man that Jason led into the house, and, and you'll find my uncle's killer, Vance. Oh, yeah, uh, Vance. Well, like I was saying, Mr. Uh, riding through the park in my handsome cab gets to be a habit. See? You were in it last night, you ride in it again tonight. That's right. Uh, let me off here, will you? Oh, okay, but I don't know what your hurry is. People always in a hurry. Oh, city worker. Well, here's your money. Goodbye. Bye. Come on, city. Step on it. Come on, girl. Can I get home? Get something to eat? <laughs> Good evening, Miss Davis. Oh, hello, Mr. Vance. I was hoping you'd come this evening. I want to tell you how sorry I am about being so rude last night. Oh, that's all right. Has your friend made an appearance this evening? No, but he will. Oh, I'm sure he will. It's too wonderful an evening for him not to come. I hope he does. Well, I thought I'd stop and say hello. I was trying to work out a problem in the handsome cab just now, but the cabbie wanted to talk, so I thought I'd get out. Oh. <laughs> I'll see you again, Miss Davis. Good night, Mr. Vance. Mary. Mary. Darling, where are you? Right here. Oh, Jason. I was waiting until you finished talking. Oh, darling, darling. It's so good to be with you again. Please, Jason, let's not talk. Let's just sit here. I knew you'd come. I just told that nice gentleman you'd come. Well, I got here as soon as I could. I'm sorry about the last few nights I couldn't get here. I know. From now on, nothing will ever separate us. Yesterday morning, I got word from the sanitarium. My wife died in her sleep the night before. Jason. Jason, darling. Oh, it's been so long. Many, many years, Mary. Too many. But it's not too late. Whatever time we have left, we'll spend together. We'll go away and forget. Forget? Yes, darling. Forget everything. Especially last night. 
the worst night any man ever experienced in his life. This is District Attorney Markham. The Oxford murder case opened with the finding of the body of millionaire Richard Oxford. Vance has questioned his two heirs, Jane and Billy Reed, and has some information which he hasn't as yet disclosed to me. He feels that it pertains to the murderer. Jason, family butler to the Oxfords for many years, is missing. When the last I heard from Vance, he had decided to... No. Please. No, I can't tell you anymore, Mary. Don't ask me. But, Jason, you must. We can't start Perhaps off. Jason will tell me. Good evening again, Miss Davis. Mr. Vance. Mary, who is this? My name is Philo Vance, Jason. I was hoping you'd show up here tonight. You were Mr. Oxford's butler, weren't you? Yes. Yes, I was. But, but believe me... You had nothing to do with his death, I know. And by the way, in case you think my coming here just now was coincidence, it wasn't. Miss Davis here mentioned your name the first time I saw her, the time she ordered me away. Uh, yes, I did. I, I didn't mean to, Jason. Believe me, I didn't mean to. No, I don't imagine she did. But the fact that the Oxford butler was missing, the fact that she hadn't seen you for a few days, was too much coincidence to ignore, especially as the name Jason fitted both of you. I decided to wait for you to show up, and here you are. All right, here I am. Now what, Vance? Now you tell me who it was that you let into the Oxford house. How could you know that? It doesn't matter, Jason. Tell him. Please tell him. All right. It, it was a man named Harry Woods. He threatened harm to Miss Davis here unless I did what he said. Then he killed your employer. Well, I, I don't know. When I let him in, I went to my quarters. Do you know where I can find him? I know where he lives. I should. I was kept there for two days. Good. Give me the address, and Mr. Markham and I will try and get his number. This is the place, Vance. According to the address you got from Jason, this Harry Woods lives here in this house on the river. We'll stop. It's all right if you don't arrest Jason right now, isn't it, Markham? As long as you know where to reach him. I do. Look, Vance. There's a man running for the speedboat that's moored to the dock. That's probably Woods. Come on, we've got to stop him. We won't if he ever gets into that boat. We won't stop him and we won't find him. Woods, stop! Stop! A shot might do it, Markham. I think you'll find he has a record. All right, Vance, it's the only way, I guess. Got him in the leg. Excellent shooting, my friend. Now we can go and take him rather easily, I believe. I'll keep my gun out, just in case. Well, that's the man who murdered Richard Oxford, Vance. I didn't say that. I wish it were. No, Markham, we've caught a criminal. But I don't think we've caught up with Oxford's killer yet. Come in. Mr. Vance? Miss Davis. Well, please come in. Thank you. Mr. Vance, I came to tell you that Jason and I are married. Congratulations. I'm glad you did tell me. And I came to ask a favor. He's told you all he knows about Mr. Oxford's death. Won't you let him leave town with me? We want to go away. Well, that's really up to the police to decide. I know, but you have influence. Wouldn't you use it, please, for us? Well, I'll... Excuse me. Certainly. Philo Vance speaking. Hello, Vance. This is Jane Reed. Oh, yes. I I've got to talk to you. Will you come right over, please, before my brother gets here? Of course, but what is it? 
The night of the murder, I, I left Uncle Dick's house, but he stayed on. He knows something about Uncle Dick's death. Please, Vance, get here right away. So Billy might know who killed Mr. Oxford, eh? Yes, I think so. I, I, I'm sure you can get, get the whole story out of him. Where is he now? Well, he's out playing tennis at Windmere Courts. But I, I want you to be here when he gets home. Well, maybe I ought to go to the Windmere Courts to see him. No, no, I, I want to be with you when you make him tell what he knows. Come here, Vance. I'll be waiting. Very well, Miss Reed. I'll come at once. Goodbye. Well, Miss Davis, or rather, Mrs. Jason Masters... I think maybe I'll be able to do as you ask. Oh. Someone who knows something about the murder of Richard Oxford is going to talk. Wonderful. Well, it isn't wonderful yet. First, I've got to hear what he has to say. Oh, I'll tell Jason. He'll be so happy. I'm really good luck, and I'm going to remind him of it, too. Don't think I won't. About how I was here when the phone call came in, and exactly what happened in the conversation. Do that. I'll be in touch with you, Mrs. Masters, before very long, I promise you. <laughs> District Attorney Markham speaking. Markham, this is Vance. Oh, glad you called, Vance. I'm having a lot of trouble with that Harry Woods. He's wanted by the police, all right, but he insists that he had nothing to do with the killing of Mr. Oxford. I tried to tell you that he wasn't our killer, Markham. But he admits that he was in the house at about the time of the murder. There were several people in the house at that time, Markham. I think I'm about to deliver the real killer to you. Excellent, Vance. Who is he? Not so fast, my friend. Young Billy Reed is going to do some talking. Meet me, Markham, because if Reed doesn't use his head... He's going to put his foot in it. Hey, you're running me ragged, pal. Cut it out. Cut it out. Hey, let's see if you can hit that one back. <laughs> hey, you missed, friend. Outside. Well, looks like my game. Now me for the showers and home. See you later, Frankie. Okay, Billy. Good so long. Day. Yeah, sure was. Mr. Reed. Jason, what are you doing out here at the courts? I came to see you. Come over here where we won't be watched. Well, all right. What is all this? How did you happen to know I was here? Oh, that isn't important, Mr. Reed. I understand you know who killed Mr. Oxford. Who told you that? The same person that told me you were out here. My sister? Oh, she's crazy. I don't know who killed Uncle Dick. No, I do. Who was it? You're asking me to tell you. Why did your sister say what she did? Oh, because she knows I was in the house just before the murder took place. That's why. Oh, you were. And did you see your uncle killed? No. No, I didn't. You lie. You saw me kill you. No, honest. You were going to tell the police. No, now no. I'm going to kill you with my Jason, own hands, no, just no, like I did your uncle. No, no, with my own hands, the way I killed him. No, I had no, to kill him. No. He woke when I went to his room to get the combination of the safe. He saw me. That'll be all, Jason. Get your hands off me. Vince, you too, huh? I can handle you. I may look old, but I'm strong. I'll get him. No, you won't. No. And now I'll do the same to you, Vance. You heard too much. You're smart. But your neck is just as easy to choke as... Oh, Jason, I don't want to have... Hold him, Vance. We're coming. Hurry, Mark. Hang here. All right, Billy Daniels. Help me get this madman off. You'll never take me. Better use your Billy Daniels. I can handle five like you. I can... Well, that was close, Markham. Yes. I don't think our young friend Billy Reed suffered much damage. Oh, he'll be all right. You can take Jason in, you know. Murder? That's right, Markham. I heard him admit he killed Mr. Oxford when he tried to strangle young Billy Reed here. But I knew it was he long before that. 
forgetting about your work in the Oxford murder case, Mr. Uh, uh, Vance. Mr. That's right, Vance. <laughs> hey, I've been reading about it. You're pretty smart. Only you solved the case in too much of a hurry. Everything everybody does is in a hurry. Why? Well, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Let's let it go at that. Hey, tell me something. Yes? The papers say you knew it was this old Jason guy even before you heard him brag about it while he was choking us Billy Reed. How'd you know? Well, that wasn't difficult. First of all, Mr. Oxford was killed in his bedroom. Why would anybody kill him there if the only motive for murder was robbery of the safe? Oh. Oh, that's why it couldn't have been either that Billy Reed or his sister, huh? His sister had left the house, and young Reed had no reason to go into his uncle's bedroom. All he was there for was to get into the uncle's safe, and he could have done that rather easily. But how about this Harry Woods guy that the district attorney shot? He was a fugitive from the police, as I suspected. But he never knew that Jason had crossed him. Apparently, Jason had given him the combination of the safe, but Woods found it empty. And the reason it was empty was because Jason had been there first. Woods had no reason to go into Oxford's bedroom. None at all. Yeah. Well, how come Jason had a reason? He wanted the money from Oxford's safe. Money he could get married on. Apparently, his mind went a little haywire during the past few years, and he decided to get the combination of the safe from his employer's room. He was caught, and so he strangled Mr. Oxford. Seems to me he was taking a pretty big chance. Not really. There was always Harry Woods to throw the blame on. Yeah, yeah, sure there was. You know, there's one other thing I don't understand. And that is? Well, how this Jason all of a sudden made up his mind to kill young Billy Reed at the tennis court where you grabbed him. He thought he had to kill Reed. You see, Jason's wife was with me when Billy Reed's sister phoned and told me her brother was in the Oxford house the night of the murder and had probably seen the murderer. I repeated this conversation to Jason's wife. Oh, I get it now. The wife told Jason, told him Billy Reed knew who the murderer was, was going to talk, and that he was at the tennis court. So Jason went there. I suspected that would happen, so I called District Attorney Markham, and we were there, too. The ironic part of the whole thing was that Billy Reed actually didn't know a thing. He left the house soon after his sister did. Well, you got this Jason called on account of he had to get money in a hurry. Had to get it in a hurry. That's what I always say about hurrying... Gotta lead you to trouble. Oh, city. Word him. Well, thanks for the inside story. All out. This is the end of the line, Mr. Uh... Vance. <laughs> oh, yes. And you're Vance. welcome. It's the end of the line, my friend, and also the end of the Oxford murder case. <laughs>
Welcome back. Well, against all odds, the most likely suspect did it. And it was the butler yet. And he did it through strangulation. And he wasn't even a concertina player. For those of you who aren't subscribers, that ties into yesterday's episode. The handsome driver did have a good point. And it's interesting, he's you know, talking like that about life going too fast and people being in too much of a rush in 1949. And certainly many people then and many people now would feel the same way. The challenge, of course, is when you live in a society, it's like driving in traffic. There's a flow of traffic. There's a flow of life. So if you live in a fast-paced society, that really influences the actions that you have to take. And the expectations that uh, people have in terms of how fast they expect uh, you to move. And so in our modern world, uh, we have that challenge of finding ways to slow down, finding opportunities to relax, to ease up our pace. And certainly something like taking a carriage ride, a fun way to do that. Well, listener comments and feedback now. And Joseph shared some lines that made him laugh. Two of the three from Philo Vance. And uh, he, he writes in this from the, the Deep Sea Murder Case. Uh, Philo Vance, apparently you're connected with the fishing dock in a camera capacity. No, really? Uh... Who would have deduced that with such alacrity? I agree with you, Adam. Apparently this guy's the smartest in a world of stupid. And then uh, this one from the Lou Penny murder case, Eddie Stevens. I can't have him alive. They know I've been uh, duplicating sheet music copies. Somehow the multi-murderous cover-up seems to far outweigh the severity of the crime. Well, that's a fair point, uh, Joseph, but there was a 1940s equivalent of the RIAA for sheet music piracy. That could tip the balance. And then from an episode of Sam Spade, I forget uh, which one, she was a banana peel on the steps of justice. Sam Spade does have a lot of great quotes. Uh, Joseph goes on, my favorite old-time radio series hasn't been played uh, for a few years now. Candy Matson, I love the characters, Jeff Regan and... Uh, Boston Blackie are also favorites. Love your presentation and choice of shows. Thanks. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate you uh, listening. And there are some really fun uh, quotes, and I don't always highlight them, so I appreciate you calling them out. Over on Facebook, Mark says, The organ music is too much for me to enjoy. Follow Vance. Okay, well, I appreciate the feedback. And then Jay writes... Uh, J-A-E, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Where can I view your weekly list of radio shows? I enjoy uh, uh, very much listening to all your weekly radio shows and your thoughts. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you can find a list of most of the shows we're doing over at biglist.greatdetectives.net. I don't think I've, uh, I hope by the time that this comes out, I will have updated it with I Hate Crime. And you can also put Great Detectives of Old Time Radio uh, Spreaker uh, into Google and it will bring up our uh, main page where you can see all the programs we are currently playing. Thanks so much for the question. Now it is time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And thank you to James. James has been one of our Patreon supporters since March of 2020. 
currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thanks so much for your support, James. And that will do it for today. A reminder, if you want to never miss an episode, be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast software. Whether it's Google Podcast, Overcast, Apple Podcast, or the Amazon Music Store at Amazon.com slash OTR Detectives. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast on YouTube, be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, and mark the notification bell. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Philo Vance. But coming up tomorrow, we have an adventure, a man with that action-packed expense account, yours truly, Johnny Dollar, where... Talk to you, Mr. Fletcher. I'm from the Great Eastern Life Insurance Company. I'm not insured with your company. Yes, I know. Well, what do you want? I'd rather talk to you alone. That's all, William. Yes, sir. Couldn't we take this business up at my office, Mr. Dollar? I went to your office. It's about a killing, Mr. Fletcher. Killing? A murder. A man named Swing. Nathan Swing. And what's this got to do with me? I don't know. Come in. What about this Nathan Swing? Well, I thought maybe you could tell me. What would I know about him? Well, you know who he is. I'm in the habit of reading the morning papers. But I'm not in the habit of discussing matters like this in my home. I think we'll let the matter drop until tomorrow. You can call my office for an appointment. Okay. I'll see what Jimmy Durando has to say about it. Now, wait just a minute. What do you think you're doing? What's all this about? Well, I just said I was going to talk to Durando. If that makes you sore, I apologize. What's Durando got to do with this killing? I didn't say he had anything to do with it. Now, listen, Dollar. I'm an old hand at beating around the bush. Yeah, obviously. I mean dealing with people who beat around the bush. I don't like it. That makes us even. And I don't like guys who try to throw their weight around. Well, we agree on a lot of things. What's the matter with you? Don't you like your job? Oh, it's a living. Well, I suggest if you want to keep it, you'd better start doing things a little differently. I suggest you tell that to the people who pay me. I had that in mind. Well, suit yourself. I have to solve a killing. And until my company says lay off, I'm going right ahead. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.